I'm Derek Thompson, longtime writer with The Atlantic Magazine on tech, culture, and politics. There is a lot of noise out there, and my goal is to cut through the headlines, loud tweets, and hot takes in my new podcast, Plain English. I'll talk to some of the smartest people I know to give you clear viewpoints and memorable takeaways. Plain English starts November 16th. Listen for free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older, 18 and older in D.C., and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. gentlemen to a weekend edition of the ringer nba show i'm big waz aka wasney lambray uh we're doing this new weekend thing for you guys uh gonna be talking to people around the Ringerverse as well as just our favorite people around nba media and today for our very first sunday edition we have a very special guest a former colleague of mine an actual homie, my man, <laughs> my man Kaz Famu Ide of MSG on, Network. I'm chilling, man. MSG Network, you co-host MSG PM the show. Uh, welcome to the show, man. We got a lot to get into. We got a lot season. to get into. You get me. You get me on a, on a raw day too. I'm, I'm feeling uh, very raw. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're talking it, lots of Knicks talk. I'm feeling very raw today. I didn't catch the game live. I literally watched the um, Bucks game. Right before yeah. we came on. Yeah, uh, yeah look, uh, we can get right into it. The Knicks came into the season with some expectations, right? Um, I sure. think last year, everybody would agree that they overachieved. They surprised everybody. And then, you know, they improved the roster, or so it would seem that they did in the offseason, bringing in guys like Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier and, you know, expecting the young guys to sort of make improvements like quickly and RJ. Uh, But so far they've kind of stumbled out the gate, Kaz. I know, look, you work for the team now. You're one of the biggest Nick fans that I know. Uh, I appreciate that. What's your feeling so far um, this season? 
Um, it's definitely, it's, it's rough, man. Like it's, <laughs> it really boils down to, like, I can sit here and, and, and throw out a million of reasons why, like, you know, the Knicks are having issues. I could, I could talk about injuries. I could talk about, you know, schedules. I could talk about rotation and playing whoever's what, or if OBs <laughs> should be getting more minutes, all these other, like a million situations any Knicks fan will give you, <laughs> but it really only boils down to one thing, right? And Julius Randle isn't having a good a year as he was last year. It's that plain and simple. Last year, Julius Randle, you know, before, you know, that season was seen as like a good player, but not, you know, one of those, you know, possibly superstar, all-star talents. And then, you know, he has a, a year like last year and it completely changes the narrative on him, right? So mm-hmm. up until that season, up until the uh, right before the playoffs, um, he's getting like legitimately legitimate MVP buzz, bro. Like he can't play any better. You know what I'm saying? We can, we can quibble. Year, we can quibble with the with the description of legitimate, but carry there, on. There was a there was a few weeks where people were making like legitimate arguments <laughs> that Julius Randle should be getting some talk about being MVP because of what we just talked about the Knicks expectations right. last year surprising people and being yes. like a top four in the East. Right. So I say all that to say. He ain't doing that this year, plain and right. simple. Like, it, it, we've already seen how good this team could be this year when Julius Randle has a game like he would last year, right? Like, I was calling him Cornrow Larry Bird last year. Like, he was looking like, <laughs> he was looking like all world, bro. Like, yeah. and there are nights, there are certain nights this season where he looks like that. And when he looks like that, the Knicks can beat anybody. They'll, they'll go head up with the Brooklyn Nets. They'll go head up with, you know, the, the Heat or any 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 team in the NBA they can beat when Julius Randle is playing to his best. The plain simple fact is he hasn't been playing to his best. <laughs> and and it's and it's resulted in so many things. It's resulted in like, you know, uh, uh lineup changes with like, you know, the Kemba Walker situation and being more of a playmaker and kind of getting the ball back in his hands us like last year. It's a lot. It's a lot. But um that's that's my that's the that's the long and short of it on the season right now. Obviously there's things you could be excited about with the young players like Obi Toppin looking mm-hmm. crazy and like, you know, Manuel quickly showing some some potential. Even today with Quentin Grimes just going off and, you know, giving you that shooting guard production that you're hoping from Fournier and RJ Barrett. Um those are things to like. But overall it just boils down to the engine. You know what I mean? Like Julius Randle not playing as good as he was last year. Yeah, so for me, you know, it's hard, right? Like, because I thought all season that the Knicks, last year, that the Knicks were playing over their heads in Uh the playoffs. I actually picked them to lose either a four or five game to the Hawks before the playoffs even started. That's on record. I just was like... Right. And I thought you was hating when you said that, too. Like, I was was like, damn, I was over there hating. It's like, guys, (laughs) they're outmanned in the playoffs. Like, it's going to be about Julius Randle making some really hard shots. And at no point in his career has he been asked to do that or expected to do that. I saw no reason why we thought he should you know, be some guy that's going to carry teams in the playoffs. Like, that's never been Mm -hmm. his history. However, you know, um, whatever, they had that type of season in this year. But but last year, they won the day on defense. And I looked it up before I got on the call, Kaz. They're the 25th-ranked defense in the NBA. That's just and I know, not, I know that keeps Tibbs up at night, bro. Like I know, that, <laughs> I know that's the that's the one thing that's really pulling his hair out is that like, yo, you could lose, but losing the way that they're losing this year, where people just like literally 
a who's who of who he played for with Shaq, right? Like coming into the garden and getting their career highs. It don't matter who it is, dude. Like every single game, there's people getting career highs <laughs> on the Tom Thibodeau defense. Like right. I feel like he could deal with the losing, but I think that's the part that really you know, rubs him the wrong way because that's that's his that's his bread and butter. Like Tom Thibodeau teams play D, and this one is not. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's like they're ranked 17th on offense right now, as far as this is per NBA.com's uh, measuring of offensive rating, which is kind of what you expect about league average offense from this group. Mm-hmm. But you know, the idea is like, yo. This is a Tibbs group. They should be able to put together a top five defense. They're in the bottom. Right. They're in the bottom five. Right, <laughs> that, right. That's, like, that, that's like, got to somehow like, change. I thought by osmosis, like people that I knew weren't great defenders would somehow become great defenders just because they're playing the Tibbs system because we saw it happen last year. Like they signed a bunch of guys that, you know, before that season weren't really ringing no bells, right. but they were playing above their heads. They were playing yep. sellout defense, and you kind of thought that, you know, okay, this is the Knicks culture now. Like, you're not going to come here and not play defense, you know what I'm saying, and, and expect to play. And that's kind of what's happened this year. Like, guys that we know can't really, you know, be counted on as being, like, lockdown de- defenders are kind of showing, showing their ass a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so... You know, I feel like fans and even media, we tend to fall into this trap of sort of thinking in linear terms when it comes to these teams, right? Like the Knicks were the dregs. They bring Tibbs in. They improve the roster. They make a fourth seed out of nowhere. They improve the roster again. We're thinking, all right, at least four seed or five seed and like this linear thing where now, you know, the team kind of feels like it's going in reverse when I don't necessarily think that. I don't think you can say. I don't think that either. I don't think that either, but you you continue. They're not a laughing (laughs) stock anymore. And this is like a real team. And the idea was that they should be staying the course. They're not going to throw a bunch of first future first round picks Mm -hmm. for some washed up veteran like a Westbrook Mm -hmm. or a John Wall or what the Knicks would do in the past. They're staying the course. What do you get the feeling? Because obviously you're tapped in with Knicks fandom in a way that most people aren't. What do you think the temperature is with the Knicks fans about this course that the management has decided to take? Well, I would say... Obviously, those expectations that people had, those change after you get a four seed. Those change after you right. go on like a, a 15 game, you know, streak or I forgot how many games. It it's hard to go back to ca- hamburger helper after filet mignon. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, you know, most teams that you'd expect to be a four seed in the NBA playoffs, you expect them to either be there or you know, ascend, especially with the, with the splashy, well, I guess splashy for, for Nick's sake, uh, moves that were made in the off season. Um, that being said, I would, I would say like the, the fan base and how they feel about the trades or being able to make these sort of moves. It's weird. Like you have this one section of the Knicks fan base. That's like, yo, we got everything. We, 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 we got everything on the team right now that could fix this. Like just play the kids, play the kids. Like look at Obi Toppin. That dude's mm. on, on Sports Center every night, but not only mm. that, like he plays with energy, like he, he injects life into this I team, right? Like, you know, look at quickly, like even though he's not perfect, but like what point guard is, you know what I'm saying? Like right. what he gives you is what wins in a lot of NBA games in, in you know, 2021. You see a kid like Quentin Grimes today who could show out and, you know, mm-hmm. 
I think there's that section of NBA of, of Knicks fandom that are like, all right, if we're going to be losing games, at least let's see the, the, the things that we got, the guys that we drafted or the guys that we believe you believe in, um, you know, work it out. And in, yeah. all, in almost every, in almost every uh, instance that they've done that, they've either shown that they can really play on the NBA level or they've won. You know, and the last right. time I think they did that was against the Atlanta Hawks, where right. you know that that felt like that felt like a win that would have like turned most seasons around. But for some reason, you know what I mean, like those young kids who really got them playing well didn't get that that burn again. You know what I'm saying? And again, from the from the top, Julius Randle not playing as well as he had last year. I mean, he's still effective, but you know, um, it's it's. I don't think fans. I don't think fans are really ready for them to do the whole. We're gonna trade our all of our picks for Mellow move. We're gonna trade all right. of our picks for <laughs> like John Wall move or something that that long hurting Knicks fans know they can do. Right? Yeah. I don't think they're there. People yet. who live through the Stephon Marbury and Steve Francis yes. backcourt. <laughs> yes. I don't think I don't think they're there yet. You know what I mean? Like I think Knicks fans, you gotta give Knicks fans this. They're smart enough to know that trade isn't even out there to make. You right. know what I'm saying? Like we could just wave a magic wand to be like, oh, let's just package eight to ten people and go get Dame Lillard, right? Well, we're we're watching what Dame Lillard can do right now. That doesn't really make your team much better than they are. Right now, you know what I'm saying? Like, not that I wouldn't love Dame Lillard, obviously, but I think the fan base is smart enough to know that, like, there's not a trade to even, like, go out there and get that really changes this, make this more different than what you already got. So just stay the course. And if you believe in your front office, you believe in your coach, and you believe in the GM, this new regime that came in and and turned things around that quickly, you got to kind of let them ride this out. And I think that's the the majority of Knicks fans thinking like at this moment. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. It's 3 p.m. and dinner is still hours to come. Maybe lunch didn't quite hit the spot. That's where the new two for $5 chicken wraps from Arby's come in. Available in ranch, barbecue, and honey mustard. They're perfect for the afternoon snack attack or as an add-on to your meal. Arby's 2 for $5 chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Visible Wireless. Want a wireless provider that always brings its A-game? Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. And as if that wasn't already a huge win, you could use promo code RINGER20 to receive $20 off your first month. 
just for listening to us talk about basketball. Not bad, right? You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com and use promo code RINGER20 for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. So many players on the Knicks sort of embody the trials and tribulations of Nick fandom of the past 25 years, right? Like, I think about Kemba, which... Yes. Like, for people, who don't, under- for people who don't <laughs> understand, like, I just want to kind of foreground what Kemba Walker means as a New York City basketball player. Yeah. Like, this guy's from the Bronx, played for Gauchos, which yeah. is about <laughs> as New York City and AAU team as you can get, played at the Gauchos, played at Rice High School, didn't go to St. John's, but stayed in the Big East, played at UConn, mm-hmm. won Big East tournaments in the Garden. Like, I'm t- like his New York City basket- basketball bona fides are just, like, astronomical. Yeah. And he's, like, yeah. the favorite son who comes home, and it's this happy story, and in typical New York, New York Knicks fashion, it's just disastrous. <laughs> it's just a, yeah. it's a beautiful story that turns disastrous. Yeah, yeah, and and it's kind of like if you're if you're an old school Knicks fan who like knows when bad Knicks seasons could happen, that was kind of like the first omen. That I was like, oh, oh, okay, like we really like like listen, New Yorkers love Kevin. Not even just NBA players, right? Like you know how like you know how certain players around the league are just like universally get those those loving daps at yeah, the yeah, end yeah. of the game. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like. Kemba's one of those guys, yep. and he's a and he's a hometown kid. On top of that, yeah. so like, don't nobody feel worse about it not working out for Kemba than New York Knicks fans, right? Like we, like we wanted Kemba to be that dude again, especially here. Like that would have been, you know, and that would have been just something that would be worth this season alone. Like if this, if this record was, if there maybe won two or more games right now, but Kemba was killing. It would still be a good story, right? right <laughs> like, right. but the fact that like Kemba, like they're doing bad, and Kemba wasn't like doing that great as well. It was like, ah, oh, man, this is, you know, it's a lo- it's gonna be a long season. <laughs> well, how you knew it was bad, bad? How you knew it was bad? Go to go back to something that you said about playing the young kids. Like, it literally pains Tibbs to ever not play his <laughs> vets. Like, he yes. wants to play a veteran point guard who knows what the hell he's doing out there. He don't want to play quickly second-year guy. He's like, yo, <laughs> you better earn it. Become some type of yeah. all-star, and then you'll get in this lineup. I'd rather play my vets. And for Tibbs to come out and say, we're not playing Kemba anymore, that like, that's just the ultimate death knell. Like, you know it's freaking horrible. Right, yeah. That, that uh, I remember the first couple of games, too, like... Kemba looked all right. Like, there were certain games, like, the first, like, two or three weeks of the season, we are just like, yo, like, Nick's might have low-key got a steal because Kemba's right. out here making shots. Like, you know, he can still get a, get a bucket. Like, and I think Knicks fans were still so, you know, man, you're talking about veteran point guards and know what they're doing. Like, they're still so scorned from, like, Alfred Payton and... <laughs> His unwillingness to be a scorer, you know what I mean? But, like, you know, what he gives you is what he gives you. I think Knicks fans and New York fans just love, you know, love the idea of Kemba Walker more than, like, the actual, like, execution of it. You know what I'm saying? So, 
Ah, man, I, it sucks. It yeah, sucks. the anguish. I can hear the anguish in your yeah, voice. Yeah, you can feel and, it, right? <laughs> and again, another guy who I think is, again, emblematic of Nick's fandom of the last 25 years is, of course, R.J. Barrett, right? Um, mm. I can remember when the... <laughs> When Steph Curry gets drafted one draft pick mm. before the Knicks, the Knicks, mm -hmm. Mike D'Antoni was absolutely like, we're getting that kid. He's perfect for what we want to do. And Golden State was smart enough to draft him, obviously changes the fortune of their franchise, which yep. again, people don't remember this now, but the Warriors were a joke. They were yep. the Knicks of the West. They were yep. incompetent for decades on end. They draft Steph Curry. We've, <sighs> we've seen the results of that. <laughs> RJ gets drafted third overall right after Zion Williamson, who, whatever, he hasn't been able to be on the court. But when he's been on the court, he's been pretty fucking dominant. Like, you can't even argue with that. And John Morant, who's been an obviously all-star level player this season. And then, of course, there's RJ who comes in right behind that. Um, what's your feeling on RJ season? Obviously, we know he hasn't reached the Ja level or the Zion level, but What's your feeling about his season so far? Um, it's it's it's. I think it's really rough to judge RJ Barrett's season thus far, right? Like, especially let's preface it with what you just put it out there, right? Like with Knicks fans and always having that one pick behind you, right? Like we could talk about the what ifs of having Zion Williamson, but the fact of the matter is, like, he hasn't been available, and right. the best ability in the NBA is availability, right? So, but you know. Who knows in a different universe, maybe like that injury doesn't happen and Zion's like that same killer, but for the Knicks, right? right? That being said, I don't think I don't think it's been totally fair to RJ Barrett um to compare what he's asked to do and what you know the John Morants and all these other people are, are are asked to do for their team because I think RJ Barrett's a very good NBA player. Like I, I think when he's struggling you can see that, you know, the team doesn't do well because of it. But he has had moments where he looks every bit the third overall pick in that draft. He looks every bit like, okay, he's not exactly John Morant and who, who the hell is, but he was, rightly, he was rightly placed in those three, those top three of that, that whatever draft class, right? So I think right now with RJ, he's... Uh, He's starting to find his shot again, and I think that's why the COVID, uh, you know, uh, the COVID protocols kind of hurts him a lot because I think the last two games he started to find his groove and mm -hmm. started to look like the guy from last year. Um, same thing with Julius, uh, but you know, I, I think it's—I really don't think it's fair to judge RJ season uh, so far because it's been up and down. It hasn't necessarily been consistent, and I think that's the story about RJ Barrett. We can't really know what he is until we see the consistency from him, right? Like if he's just going to be a guy that's going to be a 15 point per game guy and that's who he is, then I think you can. I think he has too many moments where he looks like he's below that and looks like, oh, he could be an all-star. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So right. it's weird for him. Like he's still very young. He just turned 21. Like, wow. and, and we're seeing now more than ever, like so many players that really don't even get it until like the 25, 26, 27. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I, I would still I would still hold off on like the RJ Barrett slander train uh, for the next couple of years, you know what I'm saying? Because I think he's 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 shown he's he still shows flashes of potential of being a guy that could help any like good basketball team.
Yeah, look, it's not like R.J. Barrett's going to be better than Jordan Hill, right? For as an example, like Jordan Hill literally was the pick right after Steph Curry. R.J. Barrett's going to be better than that. I think he's shown signs. It's just, you know how it goes. The grass is yeah. always greener. You see Evan Mobley doing what he's doing on the cast, and you're like, really? We got the third pick <laughs> in the R.J. draft and not the Evan Mobley draft? But I, I, look, I like I like R.J., I, my thing with him is he shows a, a, a determination and effort level on defense and at his yeah. size as a wing defender, that like that's going to be super valuable. He's shown flashes as a playmaker. I think he's going to be a good NBA player. He obviously works his ass off on his game. It's just, you know, people thought that it might happen a little bit faster for him, and it just right. happened. And, you know, in New York, you're going to be under the microscope. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a guy that, you know, people forget. He was like the hyped high school dude, you know what I'm saying, before Zion Williamson took Bro, over every single... he was taking single... shots away from Zion at Duke. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, he was the guy, bro. So, uh, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I think uh, I agree with you. I think he's going to be a good NBA player. But, like, I think the trajectory might be a little bit more traditional than, like, the mega stars of Zion and Ja. Morant, you know what I mean? Like, it might just take a little longer for him to get there. So, last Knicks question before we wrap up the Knicks portion of our conversation. Um, mm. In your idealized immediate future of the New York Knicks, what do you think happens? And Kaz is like, all right, this is what I would like to see within the next year or a year or two from now, what I would like to have happen to the team. Oh, man. I mean, I think any rational Knicks fan, and th there's not many of us, but I, I think any rational Knicks fan <laughs> would just hope for, you know, fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the very least, like, put a team out there that, That's like, people could be competitive. You know what I'm saying? Um, and just stay in the playoff hunt. Yeah, I don't mm. think any real Knicks fan or any like, you know, knowledgeable or logical person is thinking like this is a championship team. You know what I mean? It's definitely not. Well, before the season, a Knicks fan, a Knicks fan friend of mine, um, actually his name is Kaz too, White Kaz. Um <laughs> really? he said, Yeah, we're we're Bradley Beal away from contention. A Bradley Beal away. <laughs> I mean, listen. Listen, oh, when you say a Bradley Beal away, like, are you <laughs> trading people away or are you just are you just dropping like a lot of teams are a superstar away right, from being right, competitive? Sure. You know, what I mean, like, what kind of question is that? But I mean, no, like, I think I think most not knowledgeable Knicks fans would say, like, OK, this isn't a team that was is going to go head up with the Suns or the Warriors or the Bucks, you know, for a championship. Right. But, you know, realistically, they should compete like they should like. Play those teams really good, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, I think, uh, or just me speaking, I think this team would be would be best constructed as, like, the Brooklyn Nets, how they did it, right? Like, you mm. would hope that they would be a good team that stays Competent in the playoff enough hunt. that important players want to come. Exactly. Like you would want it to just be like the ship just steady enough so a superstar player could be like, man, if I could go over there and just and just pop right in, yeah, we got something. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So I think I still think that's where Knicks fans should temper their expectations. And if they fall anything lower than that, then you know, heads gotta roll. For sure. And so, all right, so I want to get into it with you. Cause people who don't know your history, man, um, you've had 
so many fucking jobs in this media space <laughs> from rap journalist to wrestling prognosticator to working for the WWE at one point to all like just a myriad. We did. We once did a job together for uninterrupted, uninterrupted where we co-hosted yeah. a show called the score. Um, and now you land at MSG. And again, for people who aren't from New York, it's one of those MSG network is one of those New York things where you think every team has their own network. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> they don't. Like, what? They really like, do not. <laughs> not every team in every city just has their own dedicated <laughs> channel and station that just runs team propaganda all day. Yes. And like, no, <laughs> it's crazy. And so, you know, when you grow up in New York, like MSG is this is this thing. And now you work over there, man. It's got to be. I know that's like a dream come true for you. Yeah, it's a, it's a staple in New York City, man. Like, I think I, I tell people every time, like, thank you for taking a picture of me in your bar. Like, that's, <laughs> like I, I just like, I, I love, I love the fact that like, yo, after every Knicks game, after eight people are super, are super happy or super drunk or super sad oh, or whatever, and they're Knicks fans, they're going to see my face, right? Like, right. so I always thought like, that's just the coolest part of the gig. And, and it's almost like a Knicks after party, right? Or like a Knicks, or just a, just an NBA like after party, you know what I mean? Because like, even if being from New York, bro, like it's not anything like you ever think like could happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not what you think about. Like, I've never thought that, you know, this opportunity would present itself. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a lifer, bro. Like, this is something that, you know, as a New Yorker, you just kind of grow up with and being like, you know, being a part of, you know, MSG network and being able to, you know, talk and, 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 just like the little stuff that like people don't even see on TV, like just being able to like watch the games with like Wally Zerbiak and Alan Hahn right. and Pito and, and Monica McNutt. And like, there's no better way to watch Amazing. a Knicks game than, right. you know, with those people, you know what I'm saying? And everybody who works there is just like so cool and like, so like hyped to work with you because like they kind of see my enthusiasm for it as well, you know? And, um, it's, it's, it doesn't feel like work, man. It's like I, I get to go and, and talk with Knicks fans and celebrities and like Monica, who's like a megastar, who's just like, you know, just about like whatever's happening in the world. So and it's, like wanna, my, and it's my tribe. You, it's New Yorkers. I want to ask you about that because I remember one of my first like, holy shit, I'm actually doing the job of covering the NBA, like being in NBA media or whatever, which obviously is a lifelong dream. I was in Staples in the media room and I looked to my right and Jerry West was getting like frozen yogurt or whatever from the machine. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, that's fucking Jerry West standing six <laughs> inches from me. Right? Like that was my, holy shit, I'm really doing this moment. What was your MSG moment where it's like, Yo, I'm really fucking working for MSG right now. <laughs> Yo, I mean, it's, it happens every day, bro. Like, I think the first time, the first time Mike Breen says your name, like, yo, wow. coming up next, <laughs> Kaz and Monica for MSG, you just like, yo. Yeah. <laughs> Put that, you know, there. I mean, there was another moment where, like, the, the PA announcer, like, said my name and said, three point goal, because he, M U E A. And it's like, <laughs> that's another one. Then, like, Clyde walks up to you, Clyde, like, you know, Clyde Frazier, like, the coolest. Like, Ugh. the epitome of just swagged out yeah. athlete, 
like style icon like knows you and like is talking with you and they're doing interviews for like all of New York to see and like it's it's it happens every day, bro. Like I, I, I enjoy that gig so much. Like even like in the whack times, like when the Knicks aren't doing as well or when they are doing well, like it's still just an awesome place to be. Like it's it's a place of where the history just kind of hits you as soon as you walk in. Like as soon as I even park my car and I'm just like walking and seeing all those names that go up and down that arena and been on that network. It's like, yo, this is. This is this is dope. So I can't pick one. It happens literally all the time. The, probably the next one's going to happen next week. <laughs> I love that, man. Listen, I want to thank you so much for coming on our show, our maiden voyage. Uh, you're a new dad. You're thank engaged. You. you just bossing up, growing up. <laughs> Family, MSG, you're fucking killing it. I'm proud of you. I'm very happy for you, man. Um, means a lot that you came on today. Thank you so much, bro. Waz, you know, we go, we go back so to the score days and of even course. before that like Palooza days of like you know whatever it is man like I, I love I love everything you're doing and anytime you want to come and, and shoot the breeze about the Knicks like I'm here bro hey I'm in New York for two weeks starting on Friday y'all gonna get me up on MSG now oh, well come come on through man we gonna need some guests we gonna need it. some guests man pull up let's do it <laughs> Kaz just booked me on the Ringer NBA Sunday version y'all y'all heard it here first <laughs> anyway make sure you guys are subscribed to the Ringer NBA feed wherever you get your pods man of course group chat with me and Varier the mismatch of course you know real ones with Logan and Roger Bell Obviously, you know what the Ringer NBA um, feed has to offer you guys. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.